welcome to Holy and Human. I'm Adam Foley. And I'm Elisa Romeo. Today we'll be talking about transcending the matrix in these times. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. We are diving in to some real stuff today. Adam doesn't really know. I have no idea what, we're what this about. podcast is about. I kinda... Which I feel like happens every time. <laughs> I don't know why you're the one that always drags me onto podcasts. I said, go I get, drag you go to get the mic. Yeah, go get the mic ready. I got some stuff to say. But what happens is uh, after a session, sometimes we're in a space where we're feeling really clear and really connected to our souls and getting downloads of information, so we want to catch it when it's live. That was one of the original dreams of this podcast, was just to capture real live spiritual conversations that we're having every day, processing and trying to integrate this messy, bouncy ride of being holy and human. And the reason that was the title of the show is because there's a part of us that is so holy, that is so connected to eternal truth and love and is so all loving and all knowing. And there's a part of us that's our egos where we're bumbling along, scared and confused. We have days where we do stupid shit and don't act out in our highest good. So, Well, uh, something that happens sometimes is we'll get when we're using our intuition and talking to our souls, we'll get information that's beyond our conscious understanding of ourselves and the world. And so it's literally expanding our consciousness. So it takes a while to integrate that information. So usually after a session, Elise and I need to process for a little bit. And so we'll talk about it and we'll try to integrate and and it it changes us. So we're equally as changed from sessions as our clients are. And the prayer for this podcast was to be a place, an energetic home for all of us to integrate and to process and to get the higher narrative involved into our daily lives and have room to weave it down here and do the active work of calling it down, seeking it in and creating heaven on earth. So what happened today was I woke up and I saw on Instagram Somebody who I respect, who's a spiritual teacher, who posted a meme about wearing masks right now during COVID-19 and where the masks were representative of virtue signaling or fear-based stuff or being a sheep with the government by wearing a mask. That that's yeah. what Each mask had a little written quote on it that was like, I am a conformist or something like that. Yeah, and you know... I'm not going to say that that's never true because I do think sometimes people are unconscious of their intentions of why they're doing anything. And I think sometimes people don't even know why they're wearing a mask. I think sometimes it's like fear-based, obviously, when it's like I'm scared of catching something, but it's also I want to protect other people who are more immunocompromised or... Hey, um, I wear a mask from fear-based. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to get this. Doing an action from fear is not always a bad thing. I mean, sometimes if you're being chased by a lion, you're going to be scared, and that's not a bad thing that motivates you to run faster and run up a tree. And maybe the mask helps. (laughs) Maybe, you know, there's studies that say it does and studies that say don't, but... If it helps in any percentage, I'm going to at least try. Yeah, and I think with us, with the mask thing, it's like, I think it is effective to some degree. I don't think it's 100%, but I do think that there are some people that have the virus. So then this is what happened, right? So I saw that meme and I was like, okay, 
interesting. And then I had a session and the session was where this woman's partner for the last almost five years had just passed away from COVID-19. And you've had a few sessions in the last two weeks. I've had, I think like five people who've crossed over from coronavirus and, um, some of them had pre-existing conditions and some of them didn't. And it's really interesting energetically how it hits bodies differently. In fact, in this situation, she had had it and, um, some other people in her family had had it and they had all recovered and been fine and he hadn't. So it's, um, you know, I guess what I wanted to say is it's a real thing. And I think I'm hearing so many different things still these days about new world order conspiracy theories. And it's not to say, so the the title of today is a little, it's a lot. I wanted to talk about a lot today. And this show might be a little more rambly than others because there is no outline. I think it's bringing a lot of different thoughts and feelings and experience I've had together. Um, So bear with me. So I think... I want to talk about an experience that has happened to me about what is the false light matrix and the grid. Um, So years ago when I was writing Meet Your Soul, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't think we have. Okay. So just because there's a couple key things in my life that I talk over and over about because they were so life-changing, they inform how I know anything. And this was one of those things. So I, you, some of you might've heard me talk about this in other ways before, but um, when I was writing Meet Your Soul, I had an astral experience, which was not a dream. There's a different quality when you're having like an astral traveling experience where I had been sleeping, but then I went into this astral experience where I had traveled like a lucid dream outside of the earth. And I saw around the planet this golden, it looked like grid, like a spider web that was had all these interconnecting points all around the planet. And my first thought was how beautiful, look at this beautiful golden like web. And then as I got closer to it, I got the download that the grid was like a fear-based programming energy. And it was kind of that idea of the 1% have 99% of the power. And there was this feeling like there's a small group of energies and entities and people that have most of the power, control, and resources. So it was a feeling also of like, that could be construed as a more conspiracy theorist idea of the Illuminati, or it could be construed of just like, who has the money with the media dollars when you are looking at TV and it's like, you need to fix your body because something's wrong with it naturally because you're not good as you are. It was that same kind of a feeling of, you're not enough, so you have to kind of... Um, accept somebody else's reality. Accept someone else's reality who might be an expert or know more or be smarter or have more money or more prestige or more mm-hmm. fame than you. And so they're right. Yeah. And so the feeling that I felt when I felt that was like absolute sadness and overwhelm because it felt like a little bit of the... Um, David and Goliath issue of like, what's the point? Like the underdog never wins. Like, So it's like a spiritual web that we can get caught in. That's mm-hmm. other people's belief systems that keep you from knowing your own soul. And programming, yeah. which is all around us. It's kind of like we're the fish and that's the water. 
Yeah. So it's really not like you have to have like a troubled childhood to be affected by this, or you need to be poor necessarily to be affected by this. It's like like you could be in a well-off, rich, famous family and still be affected by the programming that's coming through unconsciously. All the people around you that have kind of this certain idea and system of like, power over instead of power within and it's very keeping up with the joneses which is like interesting that the kardashians were even kind of keeping up with the kardashians because i mean just pop culture wise i think there's a keeping up quality of like do you have the car do you have the body do you have the whatever whatever something looks like appears like to to other people it's like the energetic cords come in where you don't know yourself or yeah. feel like you have to be better. And I mean, people who know me know I watch reality TV sometimes for yeah. fun as a dissociative <laughs> escapist yeah. type of a tool. So yeah. I don't think it's like all bad or anything. Yeah. It's just being conscious of where is the energy coming from. Yeah. When you first told me about this dream, it took me a long time, years to really grapple with it and understand yeah. it. I didn't have that ex- direct experience. So I was trying to understand it through what you were telling me. And I, it didn't click for me until I had a disagreement with somebody and that I had to uh, set a boundary with. And then I felt really terrible about it. And I was feeling uh, shame and guilty and things like that. And I realized that that wasn't my reality. Mm. You know, this was actually just a self-love decision it was like basic self-love like yeah. any human being should have set this boundary you know yeah. uh but and so i realized that there it was their reality that was in my space yeah. that their, their reality, reality was trumping your own experience was dominating my reality mm-hmm. so i didn't know i knew long i no longer knew my reality yeah whenever i was having those feelings yeah so and that's kind of and then i realized how much that happens through just all the time through yeah. media and through our culture and these like and certain slights. people in fact the fact i just said trump i say trump a lot as an energy of the domination over mm-hmm. and the fact that he chose that name it's not even his real trump yeah. yeah his real name um, chose that name because that's the energy he comes from as i'm trumping over and he's an energetic genius at dominating the narrative in any moment of winning over what is that's why everyone's in reaction to him all the time it's really hard to know your truth up next to him because his energy is so manipulative on an energetic level and i think really wounded beneath that but also very um appealing in terms of narcissists do have a lot of power because they're really good at just forming the narrative so that everyone's in reaction to a yeah. certain narrative. And so this and isn't that, even a political thing of yeah. like Democrats or Republicans. It's just like looking at different people's energy. I mean, I could talk about weird energetics from Clinton as well. You know, it's like everyone has unconscious energetics that they're running with. And right now, this moment, collectively, universally, politically, and in, in America, like, this is a crazy time to be on the planet. So back to the false light matrix because it's all connected. Like I said, sorry if this is rambly, yeah. guys. Can I just say there's one, a lot going one on. thing, though, that I think is fascinating is, yeah. so in our last podcast, we did we talked with Jonas Elrod and uh, Mara Evans, and she said she had a dream once of this golden grid over the planet. I don't think she said golden and grid, but she said it's like a web. She said a web, like yeah, a, a web. net. Yeah, yeah. That, a net. Yeah. yeah, and it was this golden net that you got caught in based off your belief systems. Yeah. Uh, and 
also Elaine Pagels, who's the uh, Christian historian, great writer, one of my favorites. She writes about uh, Gnosticism and such. She in her recent I don't know if she identifies as Christian or not, but she talks she the history of Jesus, it's, the history of yeah, the, yeah. the Bible, and yeah, she goes into yeah. the Gnostic Gospels. Uh, she talks about a spiritual experience she has at the end of her recent autobiography where she has this vision of this golden grid Mm -hmm. over the planet that's like these ropes that can yeah i don't know find that show me i'm always so excited (laughs) someone else has the same experience that was the same thing it was kind of like there's it was like belief systems that you can get into yeah so okay so back to this moment so i'm seeing this grid and i'm like oh my god there's so such a history of power here we're the underdogs. What's the point? Because we're mm-hmm. down here. Like, we really believe this is a calling. This is our career. We get paid to do it. But really, we get paid to pay our bills to do what we'd be trying to do in any way any, ever. And we've done this in other lifetimes, which is helping people connect their soul and know themselves as love and incarnate their truth on that level. So so, so this dream was my worst nightmare because it was like, what's the point? Is everything I'm doing, like, pointless? Because in the end, we're not going to win. It's the bad guys winning. And... The good guys are just like sheep and we're being tricked. Because you're seeing people we're good being controlled. Yeah, because there's so much power and control. So I came back into my body weeping, woke you up, hysterical, blubbering, crying, tears all over, um, saying, what's the point? <laughs> do you remember? What was I do your, remember What was your take of that? Uh, just like another night with Elisa? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like another <laughs> just, spiritual yeah. drama. Yep. No, just another yeah. day with Lisa. Yeah, and I mean, so, yeah. I don't know how long we were together that time. Probably like two years, three years or something. Because yeah. we were here mm-hmm. in the barn when that happened. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so then Sophia. So I was really like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And luckily, Sophia was still very present with me. And she showed me, well, what you're writing, meet your soul, is the point. What you're doing is you're helping people to connect into their soul. And anytime someone plugs into the truth of their soul, you can't be manipulated and you can't be swayed and you can't be told something that's not true on a soul level. And she showed me a picture and I use this example. I tell people this this thing she showed me, which is like the game Light Bright. When you're a little kid, there was like a black piece of paper and you put it over this light box and you have these little pegs of colored plastic yeah i don't know what mm-hmm. they're pegs and you make these little pictures by poking the the peg through the black paper and then you can create these pictures through the dark veil of blackness so she was like every time somebody connects to their soul it's like it's like the light is like god love like the creator love mm-hmm. and then your soul is the peg and it lights up you're you're filled internally with the spark of love from where you've come from, where you're going back to, which is love. And, but yet it's individuated into your own true nature as a color. And individuation is like a Jungian concept. And we're going to be talking to one of our friends, Gary Bobroff, about individuation, which is the process of souling yourself and becoming your sainted self. And Carl Jung talked about that. So listen to our interview with him about um, that, where we talk about individuation as well. coming up. We're going to talk to him tonight, actually. So we'll have that up soon. But anyway, so so that was such a relief, this feeling of like, okay, so all is not lost. Now I felt like my soul had shown me like, 
here's the rules to the Monopoly game. You guys all come in. It's easy to get swayed. It's easy to become a sheep from fear-based stuff. It's like love Mm -hmm. or fear at the end of the day. It's all about love or fear. Are you going to listen to your heart, listen to your true intuition, which isn't always easy because there is family programming, media programming, the culture, society we live in. and there's pressures every day. We're busy. We've got bills to pay and things to do. So it's hard to make room for soul and to make room to let that courageous, still small voice come forward within us. But it's so critical, you guys, especially right now when shit's just getting more and more intense. There's a birthing process happening with like coronavirus, Black Lives Matter, everything, and and everything's purposeful. Like everything's coming forward right now to be seen and to be reckoned with and to make radical shifts to our old structures that need to fall apart and be rewired and reoriented Mm -hmm. to love. So there is a purposeness in this birthing experience, but it's also people are dying. It's also really harsh and horrible right now too. For many people, I talked to many people who are like lost everything and are struggling to connect to their souls. So part of what I really wanted to talk about today was, so yes, that's the false light matrix is that golden grid of false power that we all feel every day. We're around it. You know, even a police officer who, and there's good and there's bad cops, but there's sometimes people who are following what they think is the law, but they're not connected to their soul and heart that might be falling out in order to shoot a kid in the face with tear gas or beat back somebody who's unarmed and they're not necessarily listening to their soul you know they can't necessarily hear love there's a way to be a cop and also make choices where you're following love instead of what you're told to do in the moment and i'm not anti-cop i'm like thank god we need cops sometimes but also there is a problem with the system and there's a lot of darkness that happen within a lot of police culture you know yeah so i remember when you had that dream you talked to me and you asked me to sort of look at it psychically and what my take was and i had this sense i could see the game you know i could see the grid and i could see that there was all sorts of different ways that we could engage with the game but like you said when we connect to our souls it's like we just go to a higher level like a higher dimension or yeah. whatever you want vibration yeah uh where you're out of it and it was all about love it was all about if you can connect to your version of love and incarnate that and make choices from that then the game doesn't even apply yeah so it felt like it was a, a get out of jail free card like yeah. it was like we could talk about this matrix we could talk about all the little ways it can come in which i think is good to know it's there uh to, so you can get a sense when you're not in your real reality, your yeah. reality. But then also just that simple practice of connecting to your soul, just taking that moment. What is love telling me right now? You know, about three weeks ago now, I talked to somebody who was, he used to be a cop. Now he does a different job. But he was talking about how he was always had the spiritual quest and path and how he was talking about like speaking to angels at his job and how he was made fun of within that culture of like, okay, you're crazy. But it's like, we need cops that are connected to their hearts. We need people in politics connected to their soul. We need it um, within all fields with doctors that are really serving in a true humanitarian way and listening to their hearts to sometimes go outside of the matrix of what they're told is and isn't true in terms of medical reality. I mean, I get every day, you guys, how many emails do I get a day from people 
telling me, because they've seen me on YouTube, a lot of people find me from how to speak to the other side. So I get some people that are so ready to be cracked open in the truth of this and some people who this equates with being crazy. And every day I get emails that says, you're psychotic. What's it like to be a crazy person? Um, demons are inside of you. You need to pray to Jesus. I'm like, if you only know yeah. how I knew Jesus. Like, uh, So, you know, it's like... Which that's fascinating to, to think about, to look at, is that if somebody's coming to you and they and then they start getting angry at you. Well, they're a lot like, of these people aren't coming to me. They're just like Well, that I mean, I mean sending you a message or an yeah. email, which we yeah, get yeah. hundreds a day of yeah. those emails that are like you're doing the devil's work. Well, you we know? get every day a lot of sweet, appreciative. Yeah. I wouldn't say we get a hundreds a day of the yeah. bad ones, but we get mostly great emails and then there's yeah. always a handful of yeah. well, people trying I'm, to convert I'm thinking me. about comments more, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. comments. Uh, but anyways, uh, coming at you with this energy of I want to take you down and your work down. You know, yeah. this is not okay that you're doing this. And because they've been told there's one way to God. Yeah. And it's the way of the book of the Bible that they've been taught. And only Jesus could do healing things. And if you do anything like that, then you're listening to false life entities or demons or the devil. And you're and there yeah. is no such thing as connecting well, to your soul. So it's about it's about what you're doing. You know, there's a set of rules they have. It's like you're not allowed to do mediumship. You know, you're not allowed to, you know, do soul, this type of soul work and get such direct information. And because they believe we should like let people know just in case they don't, because a lot of people believe that if you're hearing those entities, they're demons in disguise and they're not actually the souls of your friends and family, which I always want to say to them, they're really shitty demons because what they're doing is just giving love messages and bringing love to the person. And so it's like, what kind of demons are these? They're really poor at what they're doing. Well, what I'm trying to get to is that there's no discernment. They're, They're not feeling into who you are. They're not feeling into the energy of what's behind it. Or what they're doing. And Do so, they feel good about what they're doing in what, that moment? What they're doing is they have a, a belief system that somebody else told them. It's not a, their direct knowledge. It's not their own direct they had their own experience, experience of God or it. this. And and then they become the advocates of that. They become the the uh, you know like what's the the they're fighting for that you know against. You, and I think that's a perfect example of the Matrix system. They think they know God, but they haven't connected to love. They haven't connected to what is this? Can they talk to spirits? What are they hearing? What are they, what is the love telling them from the souls around them? Yeah. And I think how the Matrix system works, no matter what you believe in, is it's this pushing of beliefs. It's like, this is what I believe, so it's the only right way to believe it, and you have to believe it this way. You can't believe in your reality. You can't have these experiences. And that's why people that suddenly have this experience of talking to an angel suddenly feel crazy because they're like oh i'm not allowed to have this experience i remember having that experience the very first time i saw an angel i thought oh shit i can't this is not okay like Mm -hmm. i i'm not going to be accepted anymore like that was my first thought i didn't get it have this pure experience of oh my gosh there's an angel in front of me like that should have been my experience (laughs) my experience was oh no (laughs) You know, no one's going like, to understand. I, I'm going, you know, nobody's I'm I'm no longer accepted by society. I and remember I, the first time I heard before I'd had my own experience with spirits and angels. I heard a woman talking about how she connected angels. And I thought, 
this woman's crazy. Like she should be locked up. So I understand yeah. there you go. the fear There's, and confusion yeah. because I came from such a scientific background where it was really like, what? Like yeah. she must be on drugs. This must be. So I understand the fear. I also think confusion is different than actively going out to damn people. Like yeah. these people, the emails I get aren't just like, I, I mean, they're, they're really like, <laughs> it's scary shit. What, yeah. what they say and what they're doing. But, um, but at the end of the day, it's like, whatever, you know, I get it's coming from a place of they know not what they do and they're scared and everybody just needs more love. Um, but it can be detrimental. And I think we've gone through a huge long journey and we're pretty good with like, whatever it yeah. rolls off our back at this point, like ducks yeah. on water. But I really feel for all the empaths out there, people who are just opening, people who are more vulnerable to trusting their new experience. So if you're listening and you're just opening up psychically or you're starting to feel into the world is not what you thought and that there's more involved on a spiritual level just know it's a long journey we love you we're with you i'm sorry that so many people around you won't get it i'm sorry you might feel alone for a while until you find like your new soul family that like sees it and gets it and meets you there it is it can be a hard long road but at the same time it's it's so beautiful and it's such an opportunity and it's like leaving illusion behind and leaving maya behind so yeah and so no matter what it is, if it's religious beliefs, if it's a belief that, oh, I have to get this job or I have to do these things, it's the shoulds and the have tos that are that can sometimes come from external sources and not mm -hmm. yourself. So it's just always good to check in with your soul. And this is why Elise and I are such advocates of this work because it's all about finding that inner sovereignty and connecting to your version of love on the And planet. if you're not connected to, it's like if you're not connected to something, you can fall for anything. And so I just did want to talk a little bit about this. Some of you might know Doreen Virtue. She was well known in spiritual communities for a while as talking to angels woman. And she did. I think she was channeling a lot of beautiful information about angels. And she suddenly had a like real change of heart and became like basically like a born again Christian with like some pretty strict dogma. She renounced everything she had done previously, which left a wake of really confused followers of hers. How could she, the one talking to angels, be like, now everything she did was demonic? And yeah. I've seen that happen a couple other times. There's a twin flame person we followed and actually this other empath who was doing some beautiful work, but then um, really renounced and got scared and got pulled into like a fear programming religious modeling of not a true religion, like, you know, like really a shaming, dark, judgmental, like reality. And when I look at all three of those women, what they all have in common is they were all sensitive. They were all really psychic connecting to something, but they didn't have a relationship with their soul. They didn't have the grounding truth of their inner intuition. They could hear other energies and entities, but they couldn't hear their hearts. They couldn't hear the grounded part of them where they're going back to when they cross, which is why they knew why they came here. And that's why they're susceptible to other false light belief systems that want to come and control you and take you over. So I'm, I don't want to be like some fear-based like thing, but at the same time, it's like, when you talk to your soul, when you prioritize your intuition, what you're doing is you're creating an insurance plan, an insulation around you from bullshit, from anything false, like weak-minded, fear-based, 
that wants to feed off you basically because when you pray to something you actually give that entity power even if it's a false light being so it's really important to know your heart know your truth and put everything through a rigorous system of like so i wanted to end today with talking about how can you know if something's false light or true light and what is false light and true light to me false light gosh this is such a big thing because now i'm like we could do a whole podcast on that but like i i, I would simplify as this false life false light wants you to be less of yourself good true yes. light wants you to be more of yourself true and i think i use that all the time for discerning between spiritual teachers yes. because sometimes there'll be a spiritual teacher very popular spiritual teachers uh and you'll listen to them and you'll read their books and then you'll be left with this feeling of oh i wish i was more like them or or you'll have perfectionism in your space of i'm doing my life wrong if only i was manifesting right in this one way or only yeah. if i could lose this amount of weight or like so there's be, there's these criterias suddenly on truth yeah. it's like conditional truth uh and that can come into your space when listening to a teacher like that so that's when you're open you're like i'm gonna give i'm gonna allow this person to tell me what's true and but then it's not always completely pure and i think you know there's s several things that i would think that some people would classify as conspiracy theories and i think what a conspiracy here we go <laughs> <laughs> settle down everybody get comfortable um and you know i think the false light grid does like to categorize some things as conspiracy theories because if you're crazy and we're in a tinfoil hat everybody then you don't have to pay attention to anything that person's saying is real there's certain experiences i've had that i didn't think were real then len later turned out to be like oh there's more than i thought and it's true in the world and i would have thought that that was crazy before i had that experience but yet at the same time there's also certain type of conspiracy theorist that can get addicted to drama and can get really away from themselves by the um fear that can like wrap them up and it doesn't make them a better person you know those everybody yeah. probably knows somebody who uses conspiracy theories to get further from themselves than more connected to themselves yeah. so that's another way good way to assess like is this thing bringing you closer to your heart and power or is it like ruining your life yeah. <laughs> is it like making you a less happy and yeah. and centered grounded person yeah just the words conspiracy theory in themselves is this kind of like evokes this emotional reaction of you're not part of society you know you're on you're on the fringe side or or things and so i've had, always had a real problem like i've struggled with that you know being able to be open to some theories that aren't like the mainstream thing yeah uh one thing i thought was fascinating is uh, i heard somewhere that 70 percent of americans think jfk was uh you know some government internal plan thing. yeah his murder was yeah not from what's and so just using that as a Oswald. as a metaphor yeah without going into the actual you know conspiracy there <laughs> it's it's kind of it's where are you getting your truth from i i, I don't know how to word this right but it's kind of like it is good to have a critical thinking critical towards thinking the government of like i 
I'm not going to fully buy this story 100%, but then to not go fully the other way where you using Full it disclosure, to I do think there was some weird <laughs> stuff that went down yeah. with JFK's murder. I don't think it was one shooter. Yeah. And, you, and my mom vehemently disagrees with me. And so we actually just don't talk about it. Yeah, that, that's what I mean is when, and then there's kind of this other side of people that are like, no, that's not possible. That's not what. That can't yeah, happen. Yeah, that's not what uh, the, they came up with. They had yeah. a group that looked into it and that yeah. was wasn't the result of their findings, so you're crazy if you think anything else. And what's crazier? Is it crazier to be like, I'm just going to accept But there's somebody who was on the CIA that was on the committee. Yeah. I mean, you can we could get into yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say it out loud. Aliens. It's like... It's, <laughs> I'm glad we're going there, because I was thinking it yeah. too. So... And we're not we're not gonna go deep into it. <laughs> Aliens. I, I'm still not I'm not ready to go. We're not deep ready. In, no, so the reality is, wait, guys, okay. What, what I what I would say is for me, I'm like the universe is a big place, yeah. you know, critically thinking, it's likely. If it's, you see you know, certain underwater deep cre- sea creatures, they basically look like aliens. Oh, yeah. There's not a ton of difference like between amoebas, the deep uh, yeah. sea creatures yeah. and what's out there. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do another show about that. But um, yeah, well, at the I've end of the day. That movie, what is it called? <laughs> the Deep or something. They find aliens in the deep oh, water. Wow. So. Well, the bottom line, just yeah. because now that everybody's like maybe potentially <laughs> terrified listening is if you're connected to your soul, you're safe no matter where you're at. And you're yeah. always protected if you're connected to your soul. So you actually don't need to be scared of conspiracy theories or aliens if you're actually listening to your intuition. So that's what Meet yeah. Your Soul's about. That's what soul journaling is about. That's what we try to support and do in all our sessions and in our retreats is how do we get people to discern what's true love and false love? Yeah. And, and I think full circle, what why we began this is because of that meme you saw with those masks. That yes. was basically if you and wear a talking- mask, you're part of you're part of the government sheeple. You know, yeah. like yeah. you are you're being manipulated if you wear a mask. Yeah. And so that's an example of being really far on the spectrum of starting to use a conspiracy to get away from yourself. Uh, and it's when, also listening to your intuition. Maybe your intuition one day is like, go to this deserted park and don't wear a mask today. You know, it's yeah. not like you have to wear a mask all the time. I think it's about using your intuition about where is this guidance coming from in me? Why am I doing yeah. it? And we psychically look, is coronavirus over there? Like when we go into certain yeah. takeout restaurants, we'll be like, does the person working in the back have coronavirus? We'll psychically look at places. So it's like you can reduce fear and use your psychic skills in service of just like whatever, navigating the physical world. But, and also if you are afraid and it makes you feel better to wear some gloves, you know, go for it. It's, you know, there's not, you shouldn't be shamed for doing those things, I think. Yeah, it's listening to what's right for you. Everyone has different levels of what kind of risk they're averse to Mm -hmm. um, and trusting your own path. I think so. Well, I would say so. But with these times right now, with Black Black Lives Matter and with coronavirus, uh, we're trying to figure out what is the cultural narrative the story and right now we're confused we're like should we say this should we say that should how should we you know act and so it it is this time that it because there is no uh cultural clear cultural narrative that it's uh very important to listen to your soul and get your own narrative and get your own connection to what is true love because when you when you connect to what true love is things become a lot more basic too it's just kind of you know, it's all yeah. It's not 
about programming and it's like about really seeing each other as souls and really connecting to each other as the energy that we're putting out not what we're presenting whether that's your job status or your skin color or your position whatever it is you know really like feeling each other as energy that's purposeful and sensing the truth of where someone's coming from in terms of what are they manipulating you are they yeah. trying to get something or are they presenting with love and and vulnerability and an open heart yeah i think if you can sense the soul in yourself and which helps you sense the soul in others if you are talking to your own soul then you automatically start sensing the soul in other people then it's you can't you can't do violence onto others. It's it's difficult to be racist. It's difficult to put people into categories because you're you're seeing deeper in them. And so, uh, and it's also by the way, all of this is not to say here's the holy and human part. It's like my book was published in 2015, and there's a spiel in there about don't say you're colorblind because it's not a time for all lives matter because it's time for recognizing what people with black skin have been through which is not the same as what people who with white skin have been through and recognizing validating um honoring supporting nurturing that difference and not denying or spiritually bypassing that so i think in your book what you say is uh the colorblind Some, thing sometimes always. Sometimes people say, I'm, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. color. And which feels a little spiritually bypassing when you're not recognizing that the hardship that other people have gone through uh, versus your privilege and, and all that. And so it's more, so in the book you say, it's about seeing color and loving color and loving through color and loving and love through our differences. Color. And, love yeah. is difference. And it's like, I was reacting to those t-shirts that says love sees no color. And yeah. I get the intention is good. The intention yeah. is connecting to the soul, but holy and human, right? We can't yeah. just, you're a soul and there's been no difference systemically in this history <laughs> for yeah. the last whatever years on the planet. It's like, that's delusional. We have to really honor like the pain and yeah. reflect that because we we can't heal if we deny we need to be yeah. in it and sit with it and, and what does real love look like does real love look like oh everything's okay yeah. or does the real love look like i'm so sorry that you've been through that and holding that and holding that compassion and i'm space. sorry for my part in it and yeah. i'm sorry if that was not even conscious or purposeful but maybe that was my relatives that benefited yeah. maybe i've unconsciously benefited in and all of that and having the privilege to for it to be an unconscious benefit instead of something i've dealt with on a daily basis with cops yeah. like um so i think we're in such a important thank god this is happening in some ways because it's like we need to this Culturally has to be educate. done yeah everybody yeah. this has been a long long time coming and yeah. so i think there's a hope and 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 a, an endurance i i think it's like there's definitely some performative allyship going on. And I hope that what this really does is a cultural collective change that's long lasting and enduring instead of just this moment. And I think it's a commitment for all of us to look within and see you just doing, you know, this a marathon, not a sprint. So, so that we're all showing up for each other long-term. But I think the theme of today, I know we're like all over the board. It might feel like I knew today was going to be a little circular, but I think the theme is what is true love versus false love. False love is like performing, looking, looking a certain way, but it being something different. And we want with 
coronavirus to recognize people are dying. It's insulting to pretend that people aren't and making these memes about masks that are insulting to the family of people who just lost someone. It's insulting to black families to pretend there's no difference with cops if you're white or black skin. It's insulting to the black people who have been murdered at the hands of systemic oppression. So it's just about not being a dick, guys. <laughs> it's like not being a, a false light dick, but being a true divine masculine dick of finding that part of yourself of the true masculine within, which is about supporting the true feminine, which is about honoring real love, honoring real being presence energy, understanding that if we're going to hold space for the divine feminine, we need to make it safe. Yeah. It's less about what should I do? What should love act like? Or, you know, what's the socially appropriate way for love to act like? And more what do you just feel? Like, just be honest with yourself. Like, get into your heart. Figure out what's going on there. Declutter the cultural programmings and listen to your soul. That's the quickest way to get through all that, you know, Yeah. programming in there. It's to just connect to your truth, the core of your truth. Uh, and that's what we need as humanity because that really creates the bridge between all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it was a pleasure to have this conversation with you, even though I had no idea where I was going. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in with us on this roller coaster today. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're still listening and with us, <laughs> send us an email or an Instagram comment what you thought about. And it really helps if you review, what is it called? Subscribe and rate yeah. us on, um, whatever platform whatever you're platform listening to. you listen to lots of love yeah. everybody take care out there